a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes Scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. I don't know that I necessarily want the people to remember my sermon for uh, a week as much as I want them to uh, receive that Word of God right there. If this is a, uh, a download of information, it's important that you retain that information. Yeah. But if this is being addressed by a, a burning bush, I know that a burning bush talked to me. <laughs> and I said to the guy, uh, look, at when the Bible talks about vision, it's, it's talking about the death of Jesus. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. It's talking about the gospel. It's talking about confessing the creed. And his answer to me was, yeah, uh, I'm not using vision in the biblical sense, but rather in the business sense. <laughs> okay, then. All right. I, by the way, had no knowledge of that encounter when I posed the hypothetical. <laughs> One hour of intellectual reprieve. This is Table Talk Radio. <laughs> That's nice. Uh, uh, what are you doing today, Pastor Wolfmuller? Doing a little Table Talk Radio. You? Uh, yeah, we're going to do some Name That Logical Fallacy. If we oh, could ever right. find someone to play this, uh, some material for this game, it's just that everyone is uh, making arguments that are logically sound, and it's so oh. hard to find <laughs> things that would be breaking logical laws of logic. And I gotta look rhetoric. up that logical fallacy poster so I know which is which. Yeah, that's right. That's what we need: more posters so we can be more logically sound. Yeah, don't maybe, worry. Maybe I'm some here. YouTube videos too. That would help. Hey, I'm a fan. You're a fan of what? We're going to look at the Bill Nye the Science Guy. Is that true? Yeah. Uh, or at least we're going to listen to Bill Nye the Science Guy talking about about abortion. I, I have just heard about this video. I have not listened. Oh, really? So, this is going to be uh, fresh for you then. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. I thought yeah. you... How did you... You live in a cave, I'm afraid to say. I, I make YouTube videos. I don't consume them. <laughs> Yeah, World your everlasting hand, grappling with the text. Your hand puppet show. What, what are you doing now? The you know how you know, this is the problem is um uh our show. We don't know how many people listen to it. I mean, I guess there's a, probably a way to look yes, at how many do. people download the thing. It's not hard to count to two, right? So I mean, so we got to pick a range between like seven and eighteen to guess how many people are listening to the show, and we appreciate every single one of you. Uh, in fact, we should probably say thank you to each of you. Yeah, in uh, fact, you can tell that we do it with great sincerity because we have all this time to talk to each one, every one of you. Now, the uh, the difference on this YouTube thing is it tells you how many views you have. So I can see that. I this Can you believe the video last time? It had over 17 views. It had, I mean, 18 plus. It had never many, been so popular in it? my life. Well, look, once it got to 17, I'm like, well, I could just watch it one more <laughs> to make sure there's no more viewers on this thing than Table Dog Radio. So it's been, right. in, in my estimation, this has been wildly popular, grappling with the text, worldview everlasting. And quite literally, too, you, like, take the paper and you, like, rip it up and <laughs> everything. Yeah. Now now I just see Table Dog Radio as a chance to advertise my YouTube videos. Boy, that's new. My buzzword for you, by the way, is enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Which is going to come in handy in understanding... Where's the Trello page? Remember how last show or some shows ago we announced our t-shirt contest? Mm-hmm. And we asked, announced two t-shirt contests. One was a t-shirt contest for a singular t-shirt, 
which actually has a lot of responses on the Facebook page, Attaway Team Facebook. Uh, but uh, we'll read some maybe next show. But we talked about a second series of T-shirts, our Cult of Pure Doctrine line of shirts, which are going to be for convention wear. So if you're, you know, this is, we got to do the ad for Christmas presents for, um, <laughs> you know, for your favorite convention delegate and buy a couple of these T-shirts. They could get one for every day of the of the convention. Here I just added this one, quote, We must firmly hold that God grants his spirit of grace to no one except through or with the preceding outward word, end quote. You subscribe to it. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's a quote from Luther, small called 3.8, where he basically says, look, at the Holy Spirit works graciously through the word and through no other way. That's it. Maybe I should get the next line where Luther says, anything that comes to us and presents itself to be from God but does not come through or with the preceding outward word is from the devil. You need that one. That would be a better T-shirt. Okay, I'll make Change it right it. now. Because that, and so Luther will say that every... Uh, every heresy is enthusiasm, and enthusiasm is basically um, what it's clinging. It's it's saying that God works apart from the Word. That's enthusiasm. Adam and Eve became enthusiasts in the garden. Uh, the Pope is an enthusiast. Muhammad is an enthusiast. The Anabaptists are. Everybody's an enthusiast. Uh, we we are by nature enthusiast. That's our basic theological uh, default mode, and it's wrong. And uh, Luther's fighting against it. So. Mm-hmm. Um, my theological buzzword for you is pietism. Huh. Um, in fact, that this, comes from your t-shirt. <laughs> my t-shirt idea was <laughs> what you defined as pietism eons ago. And that is that pietism is growth and good works is more important than pure doctrine. And so the t-shirt says this pietism, growth and good works is more important than pure doctrine. <laughs> Now, these are probably our two worst <laughs> T-shirts. Here's some of the other ideas that we're tossing around. You guys can say if you like them. Now, I think we're just going to offer all these T-shirts for sale and let the free market determine which is the best. Good idea. But I think the first one is the best. I mean sacramental in the biblical sense. <laughs> uh, visions are dangerous, Jeremiah twenty three sixteen. That's a nice one. Wait, wait, what's that say? Uh, uh, this is where this is this business about you have the false prophets have a vision of their own heart. Oh yeah. Then this is my other favorite. Walter warned me about you. <laughs> <laughs> and then this is another idea here. Praise on the front. Praise music is mysticism, and then on the back, mysticism is bad. <laughs> Which is the title of one of your one of your uh, things? No, no. The, I wrote a paper. And it was called Praise Music is Mysticism, comma, a friendly paper. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. It was friendly. <laughs> a friendly. We could put it at the bottom. And everyone's a friend, mad at a... me, and they're like, hey, that was so, that page, paper was so mean. And like, what, are you, what are you talking about? It was a friendly paper. Well, you could put it at the bottom and put a friendly T-shirt. <laughs> a friendly T-shirt. All of them should say that on the bottom. A friendly T-shirt. And then it could point people to our new website, which, uh, can we announce a website yet? No. Yeah. I don't have anything on well, the Well, I mean, that's up to you. It's out of my hands now. Cultofpuredoctrine.com will if be you, our If new... you go there, you'll find absolutely nothing. <laughs> yes, right now. Except for maybe by the time people actually go there, I'll put something there. But if you want to buy the domain, you could t- contact me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sure that's a, that's a domain in high demand. All right, let's go to the emails. If you have Here's emails, one from, you can send them uh, to questions at tabletalkradio.org. Go. Noah. 
Whoa. From the Laboratory of Physics. Huh. Whoa. Illinois, University of Illinois Physics Laboratory. Wow. I wonder if he's rocking Table Talk Radio in the Physics Laboratory. It's time for uh, Physics Lab. And he's like, all right, guys, this is what we're listening to. Turn it on. Turn it up to Table Talk Radio. <laughs> we, there's the highest percentage of astro... I wonder if the Physics Lab is, you know, on the way to astrophysicists. <laughs> yeah. That's like... Dear Pastors... Uh, Noah writes, why did you wait until the very end of episode 337 to tell me that the points are like binge listening to Table Talk Radio to numb my conscience? <laughs> I just now finished my quest listening from episode 1 to 337 oh only to hear goodness. Pastor Wolfmuller dash my numbness. Oh, man. Can you imagine that? No, that sounds awful. In all seriousness, love your stuff. Keep up the good work, Noah. Well, Noah, you are welcome. In fact, we're keeping on because that was episode 337. What are we up to now? 350-something. Man, you are most welcome. Okay, Uh, how do I get rid of this thing? Move out of the way. I'm going to go to the next email. Here it is. Uh, This is from Samuel. Uh, I am what seminarian Jake would call a TTR addict. Remember Seminarian Jake, the host of the world's most famous Lutheran game show in yep. Australia? Mm-hmm. I've also listened to every Table Talk Radio show. That's two people in a row. <laughs> and I'm proud of my own mediocrity. However. <laughs> wait, I, wait, we should point out that the only people who listen to all the shows are not the ones who, like, started five years ago and listen. It's the ones who, like, set up to do it in a month. And then, yeah. they, and then they die. And you you notice how uh, sometimes you 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 hear the echo. Uh, I think the thou dost protest too much. Yeah, yeah. Everyone who writes and says, "Hey, listen to all your shows," they immediately follow that up with, "And I'm not crazy." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, go ahead. Nobody was asking if you're crazy, but thanks for letting us know. Yeah, here, here here's the next <laughs> line of your email. I didn't think that it is bad for mental health. In fact, it's quite relaxing. Therefore, I challenge Seminarian Jake to find one example of a person who became addicted, went to an insane asylum, or gives other proof that two squared R's mental health endangerment. Hmm. T-L-N-N-T. Samuel. What's that mean? Talk later. What's T-L-N-N-T mean, I wonder? Probably a bad word in the internet lingo. Probably. Uh, Samuel continues, P.S. I don't think you should get rid of the solo phone number. Every one of the six listeners, not including Pastor Wolfmuller, has it memorized. <laughs> All right. Thanks for that feedback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're keeping it. Didn't we? Uh, we're opening up a good dating service pretty soon. Right. Right. We had a lot of you good You wanted to dish the that. solo number only because you couldn't remember the number. Uh, remember this. This question comes from uh, Judy. Hi, guys. Love the show. As a church pianist, I particularly enjoy the praise song cruncher segment. Imagine my horror during the last broadcast in which you reviewed a pop culture song about getting high all the time. I hit play on my iPad and then left the room to empty the dryer so I could return (laughs) to listen while I folded the laundry. Thinking you had started to crunch, I heard the song and immediately wondered how how it could ever fit into a (laughs) seeker-sensitive megachurch service. Thanks for the laugh, Judy. That's the other way people listen is when they start it and then leave the room. <laughs> That's right. P.S. Perhaps you could add random change from the dryer as a donation option. This hey. 53 cents could be yours. I like it. We need to take a break and right back. Hi, this is Todd Wilkin, host of Issues Etc. Table Talk Radio is my favorite Lutheran radio game show.
And we're back on Table Talk Radio. The game that we're playing now is called Name That Logical Fallacy. And uh, Pastor Wolfman, I'm going to give you one, two, four different logical fallacies. Okay. And then as we listen to Bill Nye, the so-called science guy, um, we're going to see if, if at all he used any logical fallacies whatsoever. Okay. Sound good? Doubtful. So, I mean, he's scientific. Yeah, I mean, he is a scientist, <clears throat> as his um, self-proclaimed name says. So, scientists... Hey, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the self-proclaimed theological bull rider, right. so I must be a bull rider. Uh, right, right. That's kind of how it works. Okay, <laughs> I'm so the... a bull rider, and Bill Nye's a science guy. Ready. <laughs> okay, the first theological... Um, sorry, the first... What are we playing? Logical, logical fallacy. fallacy. Um, for you to consider is the straw man fallacy. Okay. And this is when you want to set up an argument that um, you're fighting against something else than what the other side is actually saying. So let's say I'm arguing with the Calvinist, and I don't know how to, f- how to uh, debate what with the, with the Calvinist is saying. So I just create my own argument that the Calvinist says, and I says, oh, well, Calvinists believe um, that... Uh, that Jesus never existed, and then I'll just talk about how uh, Jesus did exist, and so the Calvinists are wrong. Well, clearly okay. the Calvinists don't actually say that Jesus never existed, and so that would be an example of a straw man argument. So you're ma- you're fighting against a position that is other than what the position actually is. Okay, straw man. Okay, the next one is called the genetic fallacy, and uh, the genetic fallacy. Um, is that people don't like to give credence to views that come from those that they hate, detest, uh, regardless of the actual merit of the views themselves. So um, any time that a person would dismiss an argument or opinion simply because they don't like its source, then they're committing the genetic fallacy. So, okay, so genetic fallacy is you don't like where it comes from, so it must be wrong. Right. So an example of this would be don't, don't be so obsessed with punctuality it was Mussolini who wanted the uh, trains to run on time. So, ah, gotcha. so now you're dismissing the idea of being punctual because Mussolini wanted the trains to run on time. Gotcha. Huh. Okay. okay. So that's genetic the genetic fallacy. All right. The next one, as I turn to it here, is a priorism. And um, this is the idea. So normally how, how it works is that we consider facts, and from those facts we derive certain principles, Right. So if I uh, looked outside and uh, uh, saw the sun, I would say, aha, from looking outside, seeing the sun, I can deduce that it is a sunny day. All right. Um, okay. But sometimes people will start with their principles, and then they'll look for facts to simply support it. So they're, they're not starting with the facts and coming to conclusion. They're starting with their conclusion and then just trying to grab facts that would support it. So um, this would be a priorism. So if I, let's see if I have an example of that one here. Um, Oh, yeah. We don't need to look through your telescope, Mr. Galileo. We know that there cannot be more than seven heavenly bodies. Ah, I see. Okay. Or uh, all doctors are in it for themselves. If yours really did give up uh, all that time for no payment, then all I can say is that there must have been some hidden gain that we don't know about. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, T-Mobile's calling. All right. So, so far you got the straw man argument, the genetic fallacy, what I call that before. 
Yeah, that's what you called it. Okay. A priorism. And the last one is argumentum ad novitum. Argumentum ad novitum. And I'm going to turn the page here. I, by the way, am using this handy-dandy little book, which I like to read around my wife. The, the t- name of the book is How to Win Every Argument. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh-huh. But anyway, this is a nice little book that has uh, 40 or so logical fallacies and just kind of simply uh, explains each one. But Argumentum Ad Novitum is the fallacy that says um, just because something is new, it must be right. Or because something is old, it is not right. So if uh, you went to a city council meeting and they said, um, uh, these are the uh, uh, brand new swing sets, uh, then we should get them. And you would want to hear an argument as to why the new swing sets are better than the old swing sets, not just the fact that they're new. Okay? Right. All right. So just because something is new doesn't necessarily mean that it's right or better, or because something is old that it is wrong. Okay. All right. So real quick, straw man, uh, the genetic uh, logical fallacy, a priorism, or argumentum ad novitum. Novitum, like novel. Right. Okay. Ready? We're going to listen to a little... Now, the way we do this is listen to Bill Nye, the theological bull rider, and <laughs> and then we got to say, if he if he happens to accidentally hit a logical fallacy somewhere, totally accidentally, then we point it out. Is that right? Yep. So I'm going to hit play, and you tell me to hit stop. Okay. Many, 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 many more hundreds of eggs are fertilized than become humans. Stop. Eggs get... <laughs> Okay, uh, many, many more eggs become fertilized than become human? Right. So the argument there is that it, you have what you have is a fertilized egg, but that fertilized egg is not human. That is the argument. Uh, well, that is the assertion, well, that's, at least. That's the assertion. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Let me play a little bit more, and you'll get the argument. Ready? Okay, okay. Fertilized, and by that I mean sperm get accepted by ova a lot. But that's not all you need. You have to attach to the uterine wall, the inside of, the, of a, a womb, a woman's womb. But if you're going to hold that as a standard, that is to say, if you're going to say <clears throat> when an egg is fertilized, it's therefore all, has the same rights as an individual, then who are you gonna, whom are you going to sue? Whom are you going to imprison? Every woman who's had a fertilized egg pass through her? Every guy whose sperm has fertilized an egg and then it didn't become a human. Have all these people failed you? Uh, it's just a reflection of a deep scientific lack of understanding. Okay. Oh, man. Okay, There's stop the there. Yeah. Whoa. Okay, so the argument is that because not every fertilized egg embeds in the uterine wall, that, that, um, uh, and that, that happens all the time, which I, I, I think is actually true, that there's someone guilty of murder? <laughs> that is the argument, <laughs> yes. Okay, so that'd be like saying, okay, let's just pretend like someone, that, that, that would be the equivalent of saying, like, every time somebody dies, who are you going to sue? Right. You, you, you see, I mean, it's like, let's just say I'm walking along and all of a sudden I have a heart attack and I die. Well, uh, who, who are you going to sue my mom? <laughs> I mean, what, th- th- just because something dies... 
uh, d- doesn't mean that it um, that there's a murder that's taken place there. Right, and and that that life is established based upon the punishability of someone around. So that uh, somehow, if I if someone can't be punished, then therefore life cannot exist. That's right, because 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 uh, this thing that you call a human does not come to f- to full term. Then obviously there's been a murder there. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't even I don't even know if that gets close enough to a logical argument to actually fall <laughs> into one of the. But I suppose it's going to be the straw man fallacy. I mean, no nobody is saying in the world is saying that a a a, a, a man or a woman should be charged and or should be sued or should be thrown into prison. Because their fertilized egg didn't implant into the uterine wall. Yeah, I mean that's that is absurd. I mean, not, no one would even think of that. I mean, I, so I I think I'm as pro life as you could possibly get. But I mean, <laughs> th- look at there. There's I mean, this happens all the time that that not only you can have a fertilized egg that doesn't plant in the uterine wall, mm-hmm. and then the baby doesn't gr- grow to full term. That the that the baby dies in the womb. That the da- that the baby dies uh, in the process of being born. That the that the baby dies when when the baby's a couple of weeks old or a one year old or seven years old or ten years old. It's not like there's not 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 a such thing as death. Well, yeah, and if if we're considering Bill Nye's argument that he says, let let's just play along with his argument a little bit and say, okay, um, a sperm and egg is enough to create human life, but implanting in the uterine wall. If that's true, then according to Bill Nye, once there is an implantation of the uterine wall, then that is the moment of life in which he can support uh, no abortions after the moment of implantation because he just said that's what defines life. Yeah, that's right. What, what, so what if we came along and said, okay, Bill Nye, we think you're right. You can have an abortion as long as the fertilized egg is not implanted in the uterine wall. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Which is going to take care of, oh, I don't know, all abortions. Because by the time a woman discovers that she's pregnant, it would have already planted in the uterine wall. Yeah. (laughs) You know, one of the logical fallacies that would apply here that we did not put on our slate would be a non sequitur. And that's the idea that you, 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 you... Argue A on the basis of B, but A has nothing to do with B. <laughs> I mean, the the two don't even make sense. I mean, look at I, I uh, you know, to say okay, look, you have fertilized eggs, but they don't always implant on the wall. I mean, uh, right? Okay, uh, but but then to say that they they do implant on the human wall, that something different happens there. Well, I mean. Um, that all of a sudden that that makes the thing a human? Mm. I mean, uh, uh, yeah. that, that what, also does not make sense. I mean, What ontologically has changed from an uh, embryo that has not attached and an embryo that has attached? It should, and it's just statistics. It's like, well, look, this happens millions and millions of times that fertilized eggs don't implant on the wall, so therefore the thing can't be human. Well, I'll tell you what happens even more than that, Bill Nye the Science Guy. Every single person dies. Does that mean that I'm not a human because I eventually die? Hey, easy with your logic. We'll be right back. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. I can feel my face when I'm with you. But I love it. But I love it. Oh, I can feel my face when I'm with you. But I love it. But I love it. And I know she'll be the death of Hi, this is Jonathan Fisk and... Table Talk Radio is terrible.
Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Pastor Wolfman, that was Justin Bieber singing What Do You Mean? Do you think that he's a Lutheran asking the Catholic... I, I, that's right. Was ist das? Justin Bieberum, the German. <laughs> I'm sure. We are playing the game Name That Logical Fallacy. So far, we've found a few <laughs> in the argument from Bill Nye, the science guy on abortion, saying it's just bad science to say that... Um, uh, egg and uh, sperm meeting and creating an embryo is uh, human life, like all embryologists say. Um, now we're going to go to the next argument from Bill and I, the science guy. Remember, uh, Pastor Wolfman, your arguments, your logical fallacies are straw man, straw gene- man. genetic. Genetic fallacy, yep. Um, a priorism. A priorism. Argumentum ad novitum. Okay. And uh, you... You literally, or you apparently, literally don't know what you're talking about, and so uh, we should uh, pull that out as a com- pull quote. Uh, a table talk radio. You literally have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, yeah. When it comes to women's rights with respect to their reproduction. I think you should leave it to women. It's really. Uh, I think. But you can you stop help- it there? Can you, I think this is true. I think that women's rights uh, to their reproduction belongs with women. Uh, that, in, in other words, that what that means is, dear women, uh, do not sleep around with men. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your reproductive rights belong to you, and the reproductive right is the point at before intimacy. I, I do uh, find that interesting that that we talk about this issue so much the woman's right to choose but what is what is not up for discussion is uh people's behavior of sexual activity i mean right. it's it's an assumption that we should be able to have the that act of pleasure when and ever we want it right that's right and that's a real problem i mean there is a difference presumably when um between men and women when it comes to procreation, and that is that, that um, for all of us, the one person that I guarantee you was in the room when you were born is your mother. <laughs> I mean, moms are there for the birth of their children. They don't have any other option. I mean, because it's wherever the birth is happening, that's where mom is. I mean, this is the point. Now, uh, the, that the women could look at this and say, hey, uh, this is, it's, it's hard to be alone and be a parent. What we need is the man who helped this baby come along to also be here, not only when the baby is conceived, but also when the baby is born and all the other times in their life. And so the women could say, hey, this isn't quite fair. The biology of this whole thing isn't quite fair that I'm always there and the dad shouldn't be there. So we need to come together as a culture and say, hey, uh, uh, we want to make sure that the dads are also there for the birth and for the life of the child, helping the mother take care of them and so forth. And that, dear friends, is what we call marriage. Hmm, that sounds like a good idea. Which is the which is, I mean, the feminist should be all about marriage, but for some crazy reason, it's gone the uh, complete opposite direction. It says, "Hey, the guys, they can go lay down and 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 rise up from the from the uh, bed of intimacy and have no consequence." So we ladies ought to be able to do the same as well. No, that's that's a flight from uh, from uh, womanhood. It's not a, a embracing of it. Anyway, so so what you're saying is that the the feminist assertion there that women should be able to do that 
is to understand womanhood apart from motherhood. Yeah, 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 that's right. Okay. To, to understand intimacy apart from uh, from uh, procreation as well, to try to split those two things apart. But look, I I uh, I don't think I needed to take a sex education class. Bill Nye, no doubt, would be in favor of me taking one, but I saw, <laughs> at some point figured out that those two things belong together, mm-hmm. intimacy and babies. All right, let's see. Now, what, okay. now that you can't connect those, I mean, you cannot disconnect those two and still say you're defending women. It's crazy. All right, sorry. All right. He continues. Oh, but notice, I mean, I'm not the first guy to observe this. You have a lot of men of European descent passing these extraordinary laws based on ignorance. I'm sorry, you guys. I know it was written, or your interpretation of a book written 5,000 years ago, uh, 50 centuries ago, makes you think that when (laughs) a man and a woman have sexual intercourse, they always have a baby. That's wrong. Oh my goodness! And oh so my goodness! Laws, Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, okay, I, I, I don't think, know how I many. Caught about three logical fallacies. And errors are in this thing. Okay, so first of all, you got this thing that you said, which is the uh, the uh, genetic fallacy. It's from a bunch of what does it say? European white, white guys. European <laughs> European white guys are making these assertions. Well, what is Bill Nye, the science guy? <laughs> is he from where? Is he from Jamaica or yeah. what? It's it's a fascinating that he gets to. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, hey man, all these white men trying to oppress their women, man. Bill Nye, the science guy, man, <laughs> from India. This is from Australia. <laughs> to reading this book. 50 centuries old? I mean, okay, so that's just, I mean, that's just, uh, I mean, that's it, ridiculous. It's fascinating that he gets to weigh in on the issue, but no one else right. who's white. Because he's or got male. a bow tie. <laughs> Sheesh, the guy must be smart. He's wearing a bow tie. That's a genetic fallacy, by the way. Uh, and and this is literally a genetic argument because it, it says it's from white guys. Yeah. yeah hey, you're. It's too bad you're a white guy that believes in the Bible because you're automatically an idiot. Yeah. You, and then to you say, don't have a okay. Say. Th- then the other thing is to say, oh, it's uh, you. You are have an antiquated view of the world because you believe the Bible, written five thousand years ago. So first of all, that's not true. I mean, so the oldest book of the Bible, I suppose, is uh, Genesis, was written verse two, three, three and a half thousand years ago. The rest was written a couple thousand years ago. Now, the Bible is old, but that doesn't mean it's wrong, because Bill Nye, the science guy, is trying to read uh, the uh, and exegete the universe, which is a billion years old, <laughs> according, according to him, much yeah. older than the Bible. <laughs> And then and then this idea that the Bible teaches that every time a man and woman have sex, you have a baby is absurd. I mean, how many times in the Bible are there people who are uh, mourning uh, because they can't conceive? You don't teach uh, that in confirmation classes? And, and they're like, uh, and they're like, and, and, and probably, you know, Bill Nye's like, well, I mean, it's, it's like a bunch of Neanderthals and like, I can't quite figure out how to have babies and. And they just don't. It's like, how come the stork hasn't come, or how come the Lord hasn't just conceived a baby in the womb? And and someone says, oh, well, you gotta you gotta go and lay down together. Like, oh man, I I had no idea. I never took a, a sex ed class, you know, in in the state of California when I was five years old. So I didn't know even know how to conceive a baby. But I mean, it's just the whole thing is uh, ridiculous. I, I do it's have to a- wonder what's going on here because, I mean. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. 
someone's paying Bill Nye to do this because they want to give the kind of uh, impression that um, abortion is completely fine scientifically. So who are you going to get? Bill Nye, the science guy, whose degrees um, is in, he has like a bachelor's in mechanical engineering, but never mind. <laughs> um, so we're going to get Bill Nye, the science guy, to, to talk about this, and all of a sudden science is on our side. Um, so that's, that's the one thing I want. And also this doesn't seem very well thought out. I mean, it sounds like he's kind of going off the cuff here. I, I know it, it. I know it sounds like I want to make this argument like episode. Bill Nye, the science guy who says, uh, you know, millions of uh, fertilized eggs don't implant and therefore uh, are terminated. And, and, uh, and therefore, apparently it's OK if it doesn't plant to terminate it by your own will. Did you see the. So, mm-hmm. OK. So if right. a lot of eggs didn't make it, then the ones who did can be terminated. So to right. say, well, look, a lot of people die. So because of that, we can murder them. And that's and that's the non sequitur that that, I mean, it, that B doesn't fall away. Crazy, and yeah. that, and to say the only thing holding us back from the kind of enlightened view of killing the babies is a uh, is a five thousand year old book that tells us that every time a couple has sex, there's a baby that comes from it. I mean, like like there's no thoughtfulness of being a human being that says that uh, you you shouldn't kill the babies. I mean, uh, uh, it's just incredible. All right, what's next? All right, Bill Nye continues. Based on that belief is inconsistent with nature. I mean, (laughs) it's hard not to get frustrated with this, everybody. (laughs) Yeah, I'd say. Uh, And I know nobody likes abortion, okay? Oh. can't okay, tell on. somebody right. what to do. I mean... All right, I'm going to let you respond to that. Nobody likes abortion, but you can't tell somebody what to do. Go. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's oh, sorry. So, first of all, you can tell people what to do. Like, there's, for example, a law that says, hey, don't steal other people's stuff and well, also don't murder them. Or, like when he said, don't weigh in on this issue because you're a European white male. He just told me what to do. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Don't <laughs> stop people from having an abortion. That's, in fact, telling people what to do. That's so dumb. And then this idea that nobody likes abortion is, in fact, not true. I mean, there's just a big thing the last couple of weeks that was called tweet your abortion. Remember that? Oh, Lord have mercy. Which was a thing where you're supposed to go on a social media because you're supposed to be proud of this. And when you really when you really get into the abortion rights stuff to the real super feminist sort of business, they they love abortion. I mean, maybe the people don't like the real experience of it. And and I can't imagine that that would in any way be pleasant, but that people do like abortion because of what it means. It means that I can, I have no requirement to chastity and I can uh, pursue my sexual immorality with no consequence. That's the thought. Uh, Consequences, however, are are there. And uh, we'll talk about that when we get back from this break. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Table Talk Radio. It's like spinach. We know you don't want to, but it's good for you. Keep your life and oath. Name nothing but 
Welcome back to Table Talk Radio, playing the game Name That Logical Fallacy with Bill Nye's video on abortion. If you want to check out our website, tabletalkradio.org, there is a donate button on our website, and uh, you can support the ongoing efforts to refute illogical fallacies like Bill Nye the Science Guy. This space, I mean, this game is kind of hard to play, uh, but I mean, we, now that we know, I mean, Bill Nye the Science Guy seems like an unending font of logical fallacies. So. Well, let's see if it continues. <laughs> She has rights over this, especially if she doesn't like the guy that got her pregnant. Like she doesn't want anything to do with your genes. Get over it, especially if she were raped and all this. Now, okay, so, so, so we got to stop there. Now, <laughs> look, look at the, the, uh, um, I do not know if nature. Remember how he said just a minute ago before the break that it doesn't it doesn't go with nature. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do not know if nature can teach us that rape is wrong. Because I've watched the National Geographic channel, and I've never, ever seen a squirrel or a zebra, a lady squirrel or a lady zebra or a ladybird that did not fight like crazy to get rid of the dude. Mm. Uh, I, in, in other words, this is always how it is. Now, now if we, this is his point. Is apparently we should learn something from nature. Like, nature sees to it that a lot of fertilized eggs don't... In, uh, in bed in in the womb so we're supposed to make our moral derivatives from that but really the problem is that nature we see uh is a jungle you can see something like the survival of the fittest you can see something like a man lion having six lion ladies hanging around and having babies with all of them and eating all of the younger fellas that get in his way i mean if we start to try to get our um our marriage ethic from from uh, from nature, we're really going to be in trouble, and we're not going to be able to say something like rape is wrong. Now, this is a problem, because of course it is uh, to bring violence uh, into intimacy uh, and to uh, and to take out of intimacy the willingness of a man and woman. Uh, bound together in promise and the protection that is afforded by marriage is in every way very, very dangerous. Now, th- this we know happens. I mean, rape, unfortunately, uh, you know, is right there next to murder, one of the most ugliest consequences of human sin. But w- what we ought to be doing is punishing the person who commits the crime, not the, not the result of it, you know, not the children of the criminals, I mean, can you can you imagine uh, to, to to just follow the logic out a little bit? So let's say that um, let's say that there's a man who has a couple of children, and then that man, for some reason, is off of his head, and he goes and forces himself on a woman and 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 rapes her, and the result is another pregnancy. Well, why not? Not only do you end the life of the child conceived in that violent act. But you ought to also ought to, you know, uh, kill the guy's other two children that are already born. I mean, why not? After all, they are the child of a rapist. You, <laughs> you, you see, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the point is that uh, you don't go adding crime to crime, sin to sin. You punish the person that committed the crime, but you try to protect the children, even of the criminal. Do you not? Yes. Now, the interesting thing was... Um he ended with rape, but the first thing he said, if you remember, was, uh, she doesn't like you, get over it. <laughs> so that seems to set up the proposition that in saying it that way, that the 
Uh, the man in this case uh, would want the child, but the woman doesn't want the child because she doesn't like the man that she slept with. Now, why she's sleeping with a guy she doesn't like or couldn't conceive of being the father of her children, why she would still sleep with him, I guess that's another another <laughs> question. But but again, let's let's kind of play that out. Uh, would would you say that it is okay for a woman to kill a one year old if she no longer likes the man that fathered the child? Well, no. <laughs> so so the question is: Is the unborn a human life or not? If it is a human life, it doesn't matter how much she disdains the person that um, that that fathered the child. It's a human life. That's the right. point. Yep. Okay. Let's let Bill Knight continue. Uh, it's very frustrating on the on the outside, on the other side. Uh, we have so many more important things to be dealing with. We have so many more problems to squander resources on this argument based on bad science, on just lack of understanding. It's very frustrating. You wouldn't know how big a human egg was if it weren't for microscopes. If it weren't for scientists who are medical researchers looking diligently. You wouldn't know the process. You wouldn't have that shot, the famous shot or shots where the sperm are bumping up against the egg. You wouldn't have that without science. So then to claim that you know the next step when you obviously don't is trouble. When you, okay, let me do that again. Let me just pull back. At some point, yeah. we have to respect to the facts. Again. Recommending or insisting on abstinence has been completely ineffective. Just being objective here. Uh, closing. Now, in my experience, abstinence has been pretty effective. Um, I'd say 99% effective. I mean, yeah, yeah. So he's not I, talking about the absence itself, but the insistence on abstinence. Oh. That's been ineffective. <laughs> okay. Abortion clinics, closing. Uh, not getting giving women access to birth control has not been an effective way to lead to healthier societies. This, I mean, I think we all know that. <laughs> I, I, I mean, this is crazy. A healthier society. What in the world are you judging a healthy society by? By, you know, by the. I mean, it obviously, of... it's not the number of babies that you kill. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so so you have all these babies that are alive. And you have all these babies that are dead, and the society with all the dead babies is apparently the more healthy one. I mean, probably. I mean, how? Uh, you know, the idea of um, uh, this idea of getting rid of the unwanted uh, is really a kind of pernicious error that just has clung to the scientific imagination. It found its its fullness. Uh, in all of the talk of eugenics and especially the experiments of the Nazis, they, you know, they, they were after this healthy society business and they were doing it by getting rid of the undesirables. Now, there's an illusion of charity here because it seems like, oh, yeah, well, we want to get rid of poverty. But there's a difference between trying to get rid of poverty and trying to get rid of the poor. <laughs> and this is what this is about. You know, you see that the abortions uh, are especially put on people that are in low income situations. And in that way, it's, it, it really uh, kind of tips its head to the racist origin of this business, where you're trying to purge society of the undesirables. And that is pernicious. I mean, it's, that, that is, though, the end of the worldview of evolution, which wants to purge the weak rather than support the weak. Mm, okay. We, he continues. I understand that you have deeply held beliefs. 
and you want to, and it really is ultimately out of respect for people, in this case, your perception of unborn people. I understand that, but I really encourage you to look at the facts, and I know people are now critical of the expression fact-based, but what's wrong with that? <laughs> so I just really encourage you to not tell women what to do and not pursue these laws. Well, did did really Bill Nye just tell all the pro-life women what to do? <laughs> I'm afraid he did. I, based, I, upon, I also wanna... based upon the facts he gave us earlier about, you know, the human egg not being an embryo just, until it implants. So <laughs> what, what is this argument, too? It says, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know how big an egg was unless it was for the microscope. <laughs> I know. Therefore, abort the babies. <laughs> What the? I mean, I missed that. How those two dots connect? <laughs> Goodness, is this? A, I mean, that's what? I mean, I really don't. I think this this does not approach the coherency necessary for the game. Name that logical fallacy? Because <laughs> it, it, it assumes that there's an argument being made. It's just like trying to convince you know the the guy who's drunk uh, that the Broncos are going to win the game. I mean, it's just it's like. All right, maybe this is not the right time for a conversation. Are you drunk, Bill Nye? <laughs> hey, hey, guys, look at this. There's millions of, of uh, fertilized eggs, and they never make it to the uterine wall. And I have a microscope that told me that, so let's abort the babies. <laughs> I mean, the fact that these implanted that these fertilized eggs don't implant on the uterine wall doesn't have anything to do with what you do with those eggs after they do implant on the wall. I mean, oh, man. <laughs> All right, you just have, uh, let's play a little bit more. 30 seconds left in the video, and then we've got to best close interest. out. Just really be objective about this. We have other problems to solve, everybody. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> right. yeah. Come on. Compare global warming. All right. All right. We've got other problems to solve. Yeah. 40 uh, seconds here. I mean, yeah. Uh, I, I would like to tell, I mean, all those babies whose lives were ended in the womb that there's bigger problems. I mean, for heaven's sakes. And it's I can imagine, you know, here, here's all the Jews in, in the concentration camp. You're like, hey, you know, we shouldn't probably kill all these people just because they're Jewish. You know, I mean, there's probably millions of fertilized Jewish eggs that never implanted the uterine wall. So so I know it seems like it's all right scientifically to kill all the other Jewish people. But we got bigger problems. You we know? have microscopes I mean, we, after all. Yeah, we got microscopes. And uh, and we, you know, the Volkswagens, they're, they're kicking out a lot of gas. <laughs> it's probably going to be some greenhouse ga gases. And, there's a, f a great quote from Dr. Scare uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago who said, Hey, uh, it doesn't matter the temperature. The babies aren't going to know it if they're never born. That's right. All right, that's it. Thanks for listening to Table Talk Radio. Where the points are like all of the logical lessons you learn from Bill Nye the Science Guy. Thanks for listening to this edition <laughs> of Table Bill Talk Nye Radio. The theological Table Talk writer. Radio is not for everyone. Please consult your pastor before that listening to Table Talk absurd. Radio. Side effects may include nausea, vomiting, headache, heartburn, hair loss, hallucinations, and a to incomplete sentences with aquatic imagery, psychosis, coma, death, halitosis, lung cancer, brain tumors, sleep pain, internal bleeding, internal combustion, oh, a sudden craving to smell your backseat, claustrophobia, an uncontrollable urge to fight the Calvinists on Twitter, and falling off your treadmill. For more information, visit tabletalkradio.org.